0: What's up, everyone? It's 6.03, so that means it's time to enter the clone zone. (laughs) I'm Alex. I missed
1: missed that movie, or that movie? That music. Sorry.
0: Uh, I'm Alex. I'm Molly. Molly talked over our introduction. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't done this since the end of Ahsoka. It feels like an eternity.
1: I don't remember how to do these.
0: I know. It's fine. We'll settle back into it. Fortunately, we have some friends to help us do it. Joining us again, since I think this is the first time since The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 1. Uh, welcome back, Kerwin and Keith from Father Son Galaxy. How are you, hey. Hello.
2: Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be with you.
0: Thank you. Yay. We're excited to have you back. We're going to dive right into it because we got uh three episodes to talk about. But I-, I wanted to revisit a question that I asked both of you last time, but it's been a whole extra season so i just wanted to touch base again and ask you both who is your favorite member of the bad batch has it changed at all with these last three episodes
2: yeah sure
0: okay uh it has not changed for me it's
2: always been hunter um you know hunter has a fatherly figure uh type character that i i can understand and you know the first season i know he was very protective of omega Um, he would not let her off the ship if, if, uh, if she didn't, if he didn't have to, she, you know, is always a precocious kid. She's just curious. And sometimes she'll just wander off. And as soon as he finds out that she's gone, I mean, he just loses it like a dad would. So, (laughs) uh, so he, and what I like in the second season, he's given her more freedom and opportunity to make her own choices. So I think, uh, He's progressing in that father role. And
3: then she went and got captured.
2: Well, okay. Well, <laughs> nobody's good perfect. that. I said nobody's that. Perfect. Yeah. So Hunter's always been my favorite.
0: And Steve, what right. do you think?
3: Huh? I think I said Tech last time.
0: My condolences. Justice mm-hmm.
3: for Tech. Yeah. Yeah, they really did him dirty. Um, <laughs> tech <laughs> is one with the spice now, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Wrecker. Because he's hilarious, and he also happens to love Mantel mix, and they, they, believe it or not, they sell something like that at these stores. It's like this, this caramel popcorn. I got it at the movie theater when I watched Madame Web. Oh. It's a horrible movie.
0: I was about to. I was. I was actually going to hit pause and be like, "What were your thoughts on Madame Web? I have to know."
2: Nope. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh. Yeah. Spoilers
3: or non-spoilers?
2: No. We- we don't want to take up too much of your time i know we're here for the bad batch but it was <laughs> not the movie we expected uh we were we were des- disappointed mm.
1: yeah I want real yeah yeah it sounds like the popcorn made it a little bit better though
2: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> nothing <laughs> can make that movie any better so, it's fine it's ex- except
3: not watching the movie yeah
2: it's an experience it was you know it was still fun to hang out and, and watch, you know to be at the movie theater is always fun but this was not, this didn't hit the mark for us. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, well Keith, I am glad to mark, hear you say. The
3: mark was all the way down by the mall. It okay. hit here.
0: Okay. He's got the one liners <laughs> tonight. So we're going to get him back on track. Well, Keith, I'm glad to hear you say record. I mean, I've always been a record fan. So that we've got another one there. Molly, who is your favorite now?
1: I don't know because I'm really warming up to crosshair. I kind of these first three episodes have given me a glimpse on what he can be, you know, so I don't think he's favorite status quite yet. I think I agree. I think Wrecker is probably in my number one spot now that now that Tech is gone. R.I.P. Tech. Uh, But I'm, I'm definitely warming up to Crosshair. I think he's got potential to take the number one spot.
0: That was something that surprised me for these first three episodes. I wasn't expecting them to be working together so fast, uh, Crosshair and Omega. I wasn't expecting them to escape in the first three episodes. I thought they were going to be stuck there for a while, but uh, watching them work together was a highlight for me. So, uh, Kerwin, Keith, how did you feel about Crosshair and his starting to... Uh, redeem himself.
3: Yeah, just just one thing. Anybody else remember when Crosshair tried to saute the Bad Batch in the first season by baking them in that engine?
2: That's yeah. True. yeah, yeah, yeah. Times have changed.
1: Those would
3: have been some crunchy clones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he does what? have a lot to make up for. <laughs> yeah, funny. Like,
0: I mean, I hadn't really thought about that since uh, season one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he did a lot of bad things, but yeah. uh, I, I'm yeah. like already on board with forgiving him. <laughs> and yeah. a
1: lot of the things that he did, Omega doesn't even really know about, like a lot of the bad stuff. So the fact that she still, you know, keeps out hope for him. I don't even know if she, if, if knowing about all, all the bad stuff that he's done would really change her mind about him.
2: Yeah, hey, Alex, I'm like you. I actually thought, that the entire season was going to be about how we're going to get Omega out of prison, you know, at Tantus. And, you know, I was just, you know, waiting and sitting back. And I know every episode they're going to get close, but not quite. And then they're going to have somebody who's going to turn against them. And, you know, they thought they were getting somewhere and they didn't. And I thought that was just going to continue the entire season. So I'm, I'm glad that they actually escaped sooner than we thought. Uh, yeah. As far as their relationship with Crosshair, I know Omega has a relationship with all of her brothers, right? You know, it Especially seems like they really record. took time to, to give her the opportunity to spend those quiet moments with each of her brothers. So it's fitting that Crosshair would be the next one. And I was actually, it's unexpected. It's funny, <laughs> um, but it's, it's needed. And I think, you know, because she has that relationship with all of them, she needed to start one with crosshair.
0: And you know, we'll see where it goes. Keith, what do you think? Yeah. Have you have you forgiven Crosshair yet?
3: I mean, I'm I haven't exactly forgiven him, but I will say I'm very glad that he and Omega got out of prison because it would have been really weird to have Omega escape and then not get crosshair. Yeah. And then the bats mm-hmm. have to work to get him and A season-long fetch quest where the Bad Batch just keep going up and down this ladder to try to get to Omega would have got boring really quick. So
2: That's true.
3: I'm really glad that we got all the Batch characters in one place except Rip Tech.
2: Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Alex, I think you were guessing that maybe Crosshair would be the one to get out first without Omega, and Omega would be spending more time at Mount Tantis, but I'm, I'm with you. I I think we needed to get them out of there in this first three episode premiere so that we can kind of move this story along because they got a lot to cover in, in the rest of season
0: three before the end of the show. I'm yeah. so
1: sad that it's ending. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that my, my thought, I I think it was just based off of trailer shots, which, you know, that's always wrong, but I was st- suspecting that maybe Omega and Crosshair would try to escape and somehow only Crosshair would get away. So I was like white knuckling the chair the whole time, just waiting for something to happen, Omega to get left behind, and then Crosshair having to find the Bad Batch and be like, we got to go get her. But I'm really, really happy that they went in this direction and had Crosshair and Omega, and really like Omega leading the charge to use all of the skills that she's learned over the past two seasons and get them out. I thought that was wonderful. Yeah.
2: yeah. And it avoids having well for now, uh it avoids having Hunter be that person, you know, if he's the, imagine you're a father and your child is disappeared or has been captured, what lengths would it would he have gone to find her, you know what I mean? Like we would probably see a different side of Hunter um you know, would he use torture or would he bribe somebody <laughs> to get the information he needed? We don't know. So I'm glad that maybe we didn't have to see that, you know?
3: Crosshair probably out his wife and be like, you have to the count of three to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I have
1: awesome. a very special <laughs> set of skills. Yeah. Hear the yeah. taken
0: speech, but <laughs> from D Bradley Baker. Well, right. that's a, that's a good segue into kind of episode two and talking about their third of this story. Uh, I, I do think we got a little glimpse of Crosshair and Wrecker, or uh, Hunter and Wrecker working with the criminal syndicate back with Roland Durand. And I thought it was interesting that Hunter was going just headfirst into all of these situations and Wrecker being the voice of reason saying, maybe we should wait for Rex and Echo. But right. yeah, Hunter was just at a full sprint.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah Wrecker was definitely. Taking up more of the role of Omega in this episode, he was comforting Hunter and offering a lot of sound advice, which we're not always used to seeing come from Wrecker. But I thought that was really sweet that he was kind of stepping up in that way.
2: Yeah. Well, what I'm also seeing from Hunter is that, you know, while he's looking for Omega, he's still mourning tech. There was a scene when they were on the ship. And, you know, you saw Hunter with a data pad and he's putting in, he's typing in codes and he's looking up and then he just put his head down. I don't know if he was thinking or maybe reminiscing that, you know, this is something tech could have done. Um, but I think he's really trying to, you know, he's got a lot going on. You know, we're not they haven't really brought up tech by name, but I think at some point they're going to need to you know, honor him at some point. Um, but they're they're really. They're really missing him. Yeah. Um, they're doing a good job of showing it slowly, but I, I, Hunter needed to get something out of this. You know, as far as, you know, if if you know Tech is gone, I have to put all my efforts into finding Omega. I can't have it that Omega's still out there, and I can't find her. And Tech is gone. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm really glad that, you know, we didn't have to see what Hunter could have turned into if. Mm-hmm. Omega was still out there to be found. Yeah, I
3: mean, on, up until episode three, we didn't really have a batch. I mean, yeah, we we had half a batch at the beginning of the first season, and then Echo quit or
2: he didn't not quit. quit.
3: He went part time. Part time batch. Yeah.
1: Ever, after everything Echo's been through, I don't blame yeah. him. So Echo <laughs> went part time tech
3: r.i.p um omega's been captured and crosshair's been captured by the way i'm just imagining crosshair's facial expression when he wakes up and realizes that he's been tortured by trying because he tried to save omega and then she's literally right there like
1: hi crosshair (laughs) yeah she's like coming to talk to him every day and you could tell he was like annoyed at it at first and he kept saying you know Forget about me, forget about the lost causes, but I'm so glad that he came around. And like, he he went so far to say, you know, if I had a chance to leave, I I would leave you. I would leave and not wait for you. And that is absolutely not the case. Like, she trips and falls in that third episode, and he stops and drops everything to help her up. And he's by that third episode, he is like 100%
0: in it with her. He's trying to, we we were just talking about this, but he's trying to Harry and the Hendersons her. He's basically saying like, I don't even like you. Get away from me. Like, leave me behind. Uh, When I think he's trying to look out for her, but just in kind of a a mean crosshair way. Uh, I also want to talk about, so we kind of talked about how Hunter's evolving. Wrecker has evolved uh, to be a, a little more the voice of reason. And now Crosshair is going to have to be forced to evolve because he's developing this trimmer in his hand and, like, his specialty is fading away. That, that was something that surprised me. It saddens me, but I'm also really into it. I like where they're taking him.
3: Yeah, yeah I mean, I will say this. Crosshair. I originally thought he was going to die, like, at the midway point of the season, I still don't know what's going to happen, but um, we know he has to survive at least until they meet Ventress. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I don't know if you all saw the shot in the trailer, but at there, there's this one point where we see Hunter and Wrecker approaching where Ventress is supposed to be, and then we see what looks like the barrel of Crosshair's rifle in a shot, mm-hmm. and the only person who would be using it is Crosshair, so he has to make it to them.
2: I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: We were we were kind of speculating that maybe someone else was wearing his armor, but before we saw the first three episodes, we were like, maybe someone else has his armor on. But I I always thought it was him.
0: You said the armor thing.
1: Don't don't lump me into that. that. Maybe (laughs) that was just me, but I (laughs) I I think that is gonna be him. And plus, I just feel like Ventress and Crosshair would really get along.
0: That that's some a pair up I'm looking forward to seeing. I never thought of that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it, uh, going back to what you were saying about his uh, his shakes, Alex, um, I, I like it only because we know what he's been through after he was arrested by the Empire. I mean the torture. Um, so you're really seeing exactly how he's been impacted by it. Um, I, I just can't imagine, you know, what type of um, you know, what else they had to do to to try to get him to, I guess, either comply and maybe turn into one of these assassin clones that are out there. But, you know, I don't know how he did it, but he stood his ground.
3: Don't but, they have brain chips for
2: those? I, yeah, I don't know what what exactly what type of torture they use, but apparently.
3: Crosshair's just too rebellious to be one of those assassin clones. Yeah, I mean,
2: apparently he was strong enough to withstand it and he didn't turn
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: and worked for the Empire again. But, you know, as a result, you know, he's, 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 he's got these, these, you know, it's like a PTSD, you know, he has the nerves now. Oh my God,
3: he's Tony Stark.
2: Well, <laughs> and, and you're, and you're right. I mean, what is cross, crosshair without his, you know, his rifle? I mean, he's uh, a, hello? he's a sharpshooter and yeah. I think that's going to, you know, eventually hurt him if he's not able to, you know, use the, the, the rifle, you know, with precision like he used to, I mean, yeah. it's going to be like a. You know, quick second decision. He's going to have to use it. He's going to have to hit a target, and he misses, and then we don't know what's going to happen after that. He could so, always
3: use blasters.
2: He could, but like you know, the rest of the match. Yeah, but it's it's exciting to find out how this is going to turn out for Crosshair.
3: I love how much yeah. dialogue we could bring up from somebody's hand shaking. What does that mean? We just had like five minutes of conversation.
2: Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I think it's, just, it's it's really you know it's it builds his character, you know, because mm-hmm. we know that's what he's good at, you know. Yeah. that's it.
3: yes, this builds character.
2: Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> but so I mean, he that's he is a sharpshooter. He is probably one of the bestest out there. And if you take it's that also from his him, only
3: talent.
2: okay, that's <laughs> fair enough. But if you take that away from him, then what's left? So I think that is, uh, you know, what he has with the, the 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 shakes and the and the PTSD is something that's traumatic, and he has to somehow get through this. So I think it's wonderful that this has happened to him. Is building his character.
0: It's it's when we saw uh, everyone leave in season one and two, except for Crosshair. We saw Wrecker and Hunter and Tech, and they went to Pabu and they started to see how their skills would work in civilian life. And I think Crosshair struggles with that because his whole thing is revolving around warfare and being a great shot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now he has to figure out who he is if he doesn't have that one thing. And I, yeah. I, I mean, MC Lego Boy's right. He could be an excellent <laughs> singer. He's got to find his other talents. But yeah. right now his only talent in his head is being able to shoot. Right. right.
1: And like all the Bad Batch members have... Had to go through this, men, these mental uh, obstacles of like, what, it, what is it to not be a soldier? And I think for Crosshair, he's having to go through that like a lot more intensely because he's got to understand, you know, he thought the empire would be good for him and that he could be loyal to the empire, but the empire he realized doesn't care about him. So now he's got to figure out what his place is in the world because he he didn't think much of himself he he thought that he deserved to be in that prison and now that he's out he's got to figure out what what his place is and yeah i think the the handshaking thing is kind of interesting cuz like uh trauma, whether it's physical trauma, emotional, mental trauma can manifest in a lot of different ways. And I think his handshake is a manifestation of just all of his trauma put together. And it'll be interesting to see him, if he can work through it, how he can work around it, because yeah, it's taken away his specialty. So if he's not special, he's got to figure out what his purpose is.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, his motto is good soldiers follow orders, right? What happens when you're no longer a soldier?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: What is there left for him to do?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And well, he then, he was so worried about uh, the loyalty and the you know he thought working for the empire was the right thing to do and then he realized that they don't care about him and the only person that's giving him loyalty right now is Omega and the fact that he starts to realize that and decides to go with her. It's like, okay, we're we're doing this. Like their their relationship is f- starting to form. And that's why he's moving up in my ranks because I think he could change for the better by a lot.
0: He's finally yeah. getting it. Yeah. Like the the whole idea of loyalty to the empire versus loyalty to like your friends and family. Uh that Molly, that's a good segue into back to Hunter and Wrecker, where they meet the the three young regs who I was, that was a shock to see them pop up. I, on one hand, I'm glad that they followed up on what happened to them after season one. <laughs> but then on the other hand, it was all tragic. So that was a bummer. But uh, were you surprised to see the the regs again or young regs?
3: I, they were in the first season. yeah
0: i yeah i just want to confirm this I, but I, there was a
2: scene in the first season i don't remember which episode it was where these clones the, uh boys clones were walking along with nala say and i she was explaining to them that at some point they're gonna have to leave and i think those are the same clones is that right
0: alex i, I don't know if it's the exactly those okay. three but right. just knowing that there were a bunch of young regs being escorted off of Camino and we were all like, what's going to happen to them. Right. And so I would assume they were sent to various uh, labs and stuff to do labor until uh, something terrible happens.
2: (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. 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 That was interesting. I, what I, what I get out of that second episode is, you know, the batch need allies and it was good you know that they you know came across these 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 three clones um we didn't know what you know like you said we didn't know what was going to happen to them after uh camino but they did survive but now hunter and uh hunter and reckon know that there's many more of them out there that could be you know not just those three who knows but um but it looks like he's gonna to try to find them. Hunter's gonna to try to find these, these, these clones a safe haven. You know, I I remember in the episode he actually recommended that they go to Abu. So we'll see. His
3: mm-hmm. name is Royce.
2: Who's that? Hemlock. Royce Hemlock. Royce yeah. Hemlock. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Such a good bad guy name, Royce yeah. Hemlock.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, we we can hop over there and talk about the baddies, because I, a, I love him, Locke. I think he's a great villain, uh, but we can just dive into the big questions this episode raised, so we we saw Project Necromancer, we gotta mention saw some of it, so what are your theories on that? What do you think Project Necromancer is? So
3: here's my theory They're trying to bring back Ventress
0: Oh, you, you think it's Ventress related?
3: Yeah, because that's pretty much the only way we we're gonna see Ventress, cause Dark Disciple she dies. So I don't know how they're gonna bring her back into the Bad Batch
1: while also respecting the canon. So mm. yeah, there's point, yeah. there might be some wiggle room when it comes to Night Sister magic, but we don't know yet. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know.
3: Usually when night sisters use magic to revive people, they they look like zombies. Yeah. Yeah. They don't they don't look normal like Ventress does. Like she didn't have any glowing green eyes or any decayed features. She was pretty normal. So that's true.
2: Yeah. I also
3: didn't know Ventress had the ability to grow hair.
1: She was shaving her head every morning. <laughs>
2: I think so that's probably what it yeah. was.
1: <laughs> she, it's just easier that way, you know. Yeah,
2: she just wanted to go bald. <laughs> <laughs> now, the first time we heard necromancer was in a Mandalorian episode, right? That was with Pelion, and um, I, I, you know, it was a meeting between Pelion and there were other officers, Imperial mm-hmm. officers, talking about necromancer. I, I think it still has something to do with um, Palpatine coming back.
1: Right. Yeah. So I think it may be connected to to that.
2: that.
1: Yeah. 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 Brindle Hux was, was there. And it's crazy that, you know, that that's like 30 years from where we are right now in the bad batch. So they're, they're they're trying their best with this (laughs) project necromancer. It, it, I don't think it's going great, but they're still working on it.
0: (laughs) They're they're struggling with it now. I feel like over the course of the season, they're going to get better and better. At it. Uh, we, we know that Omega is important to it, but I really love the idea that in wrapping up the story of the clones and f- with the Bad Batch and Rex and Echo and others joining the fight just to go rescue all the clones from Mount Tantis and rescue Omega if she gets captured again, that they're going to be saving the galaxy from Darth Sidious. I think that's awesome because they're gonna ruin whatever he has going. And then thirty years later, they're still not going to have it figured out.
2: That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good theory. Yeah. <laughs>
1: what, do what do we, we think, think about? about oh, go ahead, Molly. What do we think about like the all the talk about M count and Omega's blood, and like her blood was what they needed for that. What, what do we think about what's going on there?
3: I mean, this is non canon, but. You ever watched the uh the, the the um the Holocron Chronicles, like the Yoda Chronicles? I guess you can call it Lego. Oh,
0: the the Lego ones. Yep. I, I've seen some oh. of them, but it's been a while.
3: <laughs> There's this dude named Jack Thirteen who's literally a force-sensitive clone. Maybe they're trying to make something like that. Mm. Maybe they'll canonize those. Mm. I, I don't know. That would be
2: cool. You and I have been thinking from the very beginning unless you changed your mind, um, that Omega is force sensitive.
3: I changed my mind in season two. It's back now.
2: Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I, We've always felt that way. And this is my theory. The reason why, you know, as she's a pure clone, right? Uh, you know, just like Boba Fett, she doesn't look like Boba Fett. So I'm thinking that maybe she has something else in her DNA um, that has given her the ability to be force sensitive. So I'm thinking that could be Palpatine's DNA um, in Omega,
1: which mm. is
2: why her end count is so high.
1: Hmm. And
2: that's the reason why they're looking for her. That's oh, my in- theory.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. We don't know what her, we know that she was like the, the final member of the bad batch, but we don't know what her defect, uh defective. What am I? <laughs> Whatever was wrong with her, yeah, her, her yeah. enhancement—that's right. the word I'm looking for. We don't know what her enhancement was, so I—I I wonder if Nala say, just, yeah, like tried to make a force-sensitive clone, <gasps> and we're like, well, I got some Palpatine blood lying around; I'll give it a shot. <laughs> oh, so oh it, it could be that.
3: Cooking up a theory. Cooking up a. Theory. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> that's what we're here for—theories.
3: Look at Ventress in the trailer. She has blonde hair, and she's force-sensitive. What does Omega have? A high M count and blonde hair. So Ooh. maybe they used Ventress's mm-hmm. DNA and mixed it with Django's to make Omega. Because that would
1: explain a lot. If she sticks around to be the 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 Bad Batch mom, I would be so down for that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be Having awesome? a
3: fourth person, a person right on your team,
1: and yeah.
3: Ventress no less.
0: I I do wonder what she's going to look like in this story as far as is she going to stick around is she going to help uh is she with quinlan like i i could see her and quinlan having their own mission and just popping in for one episode but i would love it if they helped assault mount tantus or something
3: Mm. i mean there's two ways this could go they could pull a no way home or they could pull a she hulk because in no way home you know they had the the main characters were all the old Spider-Man and their villains, you know. They were the focal points of the movie instead of just being dropping cameos, like, hey, I exist, and then going right back into the portal. Or with Daredevil and She-Hulk, where he was really only in eight, episode eight. And, like, even in episode eight, he was there for, like, 20 minutes or so. And then at the ending of episode nine, he just drops out of the sky. So... <laughs> It could go either way, but knowing Star Wars, I don't think they're going to pull a Sony or something and like advertise Ventress as being a main character. Yeah. And then she doesn't even show up in the show.
2: Right. Yeah, I, I agree with Look that. At you,
3: Madam Webb. Because-
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense because if they're going to put Asaj Ventress in the trailer, then that means she has a much bigger role. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. yeah, so she's going to be in more than one episode. And like you say, uh, like you said, Alex, I mean, she could be responsible for getting some of those clones out of Tantus, you know, if not all of them.
0: Having yeah. her be involved in the sacking of Mount Tantus or whatever goes down there, the it, it would be a great revenge for her, even if it's not what she meant, because she always wanted to take down the Sith. Correct. Uh, at least by the time of the Dark Disciple. So if she does that inadvertently by helping a bunch of clones, I'm like, that's perfect.
1: She she has so much in common with the clones and with the Bad Batch. And like she tried to be a Jedi. She tried to be a Sith. She tried to be a bounty hunter, assassin. She tried all these things, and she kind of got dumped from everything. So she keeps getting cast aside, and she continues to survive, just like the clones, just like the Bad Batch does. Yeah. So I feel like they have a lot in common and they could really get along well. So I'm I'm so excited to, to see her pop up in this and what happens next.
3: I mean, the Bad Batch is full of rejects. So I think Ventures yeah. would fit right in on the Batch.
0: And there, there is one more character that we actually haven't really mentioned, but it is the newest member of the Bad Batch uh, we haven't talked about Batcher at all.
3: Oh so, yes.
0: <laughs> How's everyone feeling about uh, Crosshair and Omega's dog?
3: Wow. Um, Batcher had a massive transformation. Remember when Batcher was trying to eat Omega? Like, <laughs> yeah. They really speed up Batcher's character development.
2: Yeah. Well, when
3: trying to bite people, to being just the cutest town in the world. But mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Well, I think that's because like, Omega boy? healed yeah. the the wound, right? Batchel's wound. So I think in return, you know, Batcha realized, okay, well, she's a nice person, so I don't want to harm her. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they just have that connection. I mean, Omega has connections with with any, anything and everybody. I mean, she's just that type of person that she will help anyone. You know, it doesn't matter, you know,
3: Flashback, human, yeah.
2: animal, you know. So I think that, you know, like a dog, I mean, that dog is loyal to her. -hmm. Pretty cool addition, yeah.
1: Alex, I think you said uh, that he was. You were comparing Batcher to Crosshair, Mm -hmm. and how like they were both these like caged animals, and Omega was helping to heal them both and set them free, and convince them that they had worth you know? And I thought that was really
0: cute. Yeah, outside of being what the Empire wanted them to be, Batcher is supposed to be a vicious animal, and she heals Batcher, uh, domesticates her, which the Empire considers to be weak, and she Mm. does the same thing with Crosshair, who's like, he's not biting her, obviously, but with his words, he's being kind of cruel, and Mm -hmm. she's like, whatever, okay, see you tomorrow. So uh, I I see Batcher as kind of a comparison for Crosshair, I I really loved it. I was so worried that they were going to leave Batcher behind. So I'm glad that Batcher escaped with them, and I could I could see Batcher and Crosshair also, H- him being kind of like the dog dad that didn't want a dog, but <laughs> like yeah. love eventually loves it, and they they become be best friends. Dad. Yeah, a dog dad. Okay, all right. Well, that's for another conversation. A <laughs>
3: dog dad doesn't want a dog, but loves uh, the dog I, anyway.
2: No, uh, we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> I deserve a dog.
0: Right. Aww. Let's, stay on,
2: let's stay on target. <laughs>
0: well, well see. Molly, I know uh we haven't pulled up our sketches yet, but I, I know what yours is.
1: <laughs> so... Um, okay. uh, I waited till the last minute to the to do this, and then I realized how hard Batcher is to draw. Let's, but let's I tried my best. Did,
0: <laughs> did justice. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> it does look like Batcher. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Uh, if if I didn't know what it was, I I'm not sure. That's like a nightmare. But knowing that it is Batcher.
1: <laughs> well, it's like he he has oh. this like or she sorry she has this cute little underbite and her mouth kind of like is downturned. So it's hard to make her look like she's smiling, but I I just think she's adorable. And she, the, the biggest thing that I like about her is like, she's got this giant head and she reminds me so much of our dog, Hilo. He has a, also a giant head and is just, uh, uh, yeah, he he is is just a, a mess no. all the time. And knocking stuff over and he's, uh, Batcher just reminds me so much of him.
3: Oh, what breed is your dog? Uh,
0: He's a a hound. uh, Rhodesian Ridgeback, we think, mixed with a German Shepherd. Ah. He's big. He's he's like 90 pounds. Big baby. (laughs) He's a big boy. Uh, Well, I'll I'll go ahead and share my drawing next. uh, Because this was a small moment that I really... It just made me burst out laughing and i wanted to talk about it during omega's escape she's entering an elevator and a mouse droid tries to enter with her and she just like kicks it back out (laughs) i i i spent way too much time like trying to rush and draw this and i was like focused on her hair which turned out looking like hunter more than omega and and then i had no time to draw anything else so (laughs) Just a little of the rest figures.
3: of the body is just a stick figure
1: that's <laughs> hilarious a stick figure with like little Mickey Mouse feet yeah. that,
0: <laughs> but I, that, that little moment I thought was hysterical the sound design it sounded yeah. like pushing an RC car backwards uh just just perfect little comedic moment
2: yeah that that was funny I mean she was not having it <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> and she just right before the, the elevator doors closed she just <laughs> Ellen! Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> and the the, the droid yeah. trying to get in, like, how yeah. dare you? I'm just trying to do my job. <laughs> Those little things are annoying. Yeah. <laughs>
3: and these mouse droids are ruthless, they will be reporting you, so yeah. you better yes. run
1: for us. Exactly, where, where there's one, there's probably 10 more. Yeah, they're, if they're gonna that's true her about him.
0: mice
3: in real life, exactly. As well. Yeah,
0: just turn on their moments. little lights and chase her around. <laughs> Uh, Keith and Kerwin, did you have time to make little drawings?
3: We, all right. Well, my dad's an amazing artist. I'm, this is it, not
0: amazing. It no, is. No, no. Okay. All right. It
3: is. I could not well, well, you
0: saw mine. Right. I think so. You're hyping it up.
2: <laughs> so,
3: hype, 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 hype.
2: Molly, I was actually on the same wavelength as you. And I was thinking, okay, what two things represented the first three episodes of the batch? All right. So we have here the water.
1: <laughs> the oh, yeah.
2: The dripping water and Mm -hmm. here's our version of
0: batcher
1: yay (laughs) that's cute not bad (laughs)
0: yeah that's you you, did you two choose the same basic picture to to sketch out
1: (laughs) maybe
2: i just do one picture and uh this is what we put together so we definitely wanted batcher we wanted batcher to be in there
1: yeah yeah. we didn't talk much about the yeah, we didn't talk much about the dripping water. It was. Do you think there's definitely like more to that? Was there a reason that that was in there? Omega has
3: water bending powers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, in
2: particular, the first episode I thought was riveting. I remember watching that episode and I stood up for it the whole time. I could not move. I did not sit down. I just liked the 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 mundane and the routine of that episode. And I think just the wow. dripping water was just. Like just something that just continued. It
0: mm-hmm. went on
2: and on and on. I don't think it meant anything except that it's just this annoying dripping of water that she hears every single time is she's drying
3: in. paint is riveting?
2: Well, it's similar to that. I mean, it's like what? you know, watching paint dry. <laughs> you no, know, it's no, it's this water just dripping, and you can't I'm assuming she can't turn it off, you know. So it's just this annoying drip sound whenever she's in her room. Uh, although she has a nice room at least she has a view but <laughs> kind of swanky. I just, right but i I just love that episode and it was you know Emery will come in and say hey all right time to go to work and,
3: and Omega's like, no, not really I don't want to go to work.
2: they're not treating her like a prisoner like like crosshair I
0: mean she's a worker you know and then you know she has her uniform're like, like an looks,
3: employee yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then well, it's like, then they, yeah, they let her wander the halls, but yeah. they they wouldn't let her have anything. They would take away her exactly. homemade doll, which was adorable. Right.
3: Which I find that very cruel, considering what is a child going to do with a doll made of straw? Throw it at you, poke you? With right. it? Like, yeah. like I thought dude, that was a little. That was just overkill. Yeah. Also, exactly. remember at the end of episode one, with Hemlock was like. Limit her access. See to it that this doesn't happen again. And then in episode three, she just has all the clearance to get into all the labs and walk the halls freely.
0: Yeah. No, she <laughs> stole uh, Nala she... Say's data pad.
3: Her iPad, right. yeah. Nobody <laughs> felt that weird that is just walking around. Nobody calls it in. That's a good mm-hmm. point.
0: Well, I mean, she had
2: that droid. Um, who tried to stop her? And he had the the stick with the oh
3: yeah, she
1: rinsed it. Uh, the, the yeah. electronic
2: stick or the electric they stick. Shot him.
3: <laughs> stick. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I do. I do <laughs> like that. That she uh, Omega has a certain level of clearance. I mean, they they still keep her in a cell, and they you know take any like toys and stuff away from her. But the fact that she can wander around, I. I like that because it shows you that the empire feels so secure in itself that they're like, there's no way this small girl, this small child is going to uh, affect anything negatively. Like there's no way she can mess this up. Exactly.
0: It, it also sounds like that was part of the deal with Nala say, because Hemlock threatened to take away some of her comforts. I don't know what else he could, mm-hmm. I guess just restricting her access, but uh, I, I think say was probably like, don't keep her locked up all the time. Let her stretch her legs and let her see the hounds. Even yeah, though I mean, that like, was a chore.
3: What, what was Hemlock like going to do? Take away the water and that big piece of metal <laughs> that her mega sleeps on? Like,
0: right. Yeah. What? She's not that yeah. comfortable.
1: You're going to the, take the sink? <laughs> the, the dripping water for me was, it. it was a nice touch because it made you realize like, how torturous this whole thing was. And it was like clockwork, just kind of like a ticking clock that you hear in the background. And a lot of the music in that episode kind of sounds like ticking, like a metronome almost, and it follows that same rhythm. And it's just like, everyone is just on autopilot there Mm -hmm. after the time jump. You know, Omega gets up, she's got her lunch pail, she's ready to go. Before Emery even opens the door, so it's just like yeah, the the monotonous everyday yes. kind of stuff. Someone in the chat mentioned uh, that it reminded them mm-hmm. of Narkina Five, of Andor.
0: Good point. It, it does. Yeah. Uh, the, the water dripping. I also I love the design of whatever that blood testing thing was. The the spinning clock, and then the fact that they used it as like a ticking clock for Omega. In episode three, I thought was fantastic, but uh, we we've kind of mentioned but haven't focused on Emery at all. What do we think about her? Do, do I don't we like think there's her. you don't?
1: <laughs> I don't like her either. <laughs>
0: she's actually
3: really annoying for the time she's on screen. She's just like, I've got this, Omega, Go back to your room. Go do what I tell you to do, and she's no fun at all. Like. <laughs> she she's just cool, so boring. True.
2: she's very cold true um yeah
3: she's worse than tech was in the first season she's so cold and calculated but she also doesn't care like at least tech had the common sense to care about people
2: eventually <laughs> yeah but it's funny that you mentioned that but when I first saw her she reminded me so much of tech and I'm guessing that maybe she might be a replacement for the uh, for him with the batch I think omega's gonna to somehow get her to turn around and let her know that what you're doing is wrong. Help us to get these clones out. And that she's going to work with the batch, just like tech because she seems very savvy and she knows computers and she's going to help them find a way to release those clones.
3: Or maybe she won't go learn the lesson that she can't change everybody's minds. That'd be mm. a little humbling.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I think we, we
3: kind of
0: certain- got
1: that with, um, yeah. What was her Sid. name? Sid. Yeah, we got that with Sid last season. Yeah,
0: I'm yeah. waiting for her to come back, but maybe oh, she no. won't. No, I want her. No. I mean, well, I mean, I'm I'm mad at her, but I was like, certainly she's she, is she not going to get redemption. Maybe she won't. Sid but, is just you know. an
3: NPC, though. She's literally <laughs> handing out quests to people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like go do this, go do this, and I'll give you doubloons if you finish yeah. the quest. <laughs>
2: I'd be her, fine if we didn't see Sid again. I mean, I, we, I don't to, we, we don't need to a
3: We don't
2: need, need to tie again. up her storyline to figure out okay, where is she now?
1: Her mm-hmm. storyline's over.
0: <laughs> <care>. You're you're <laughs> done with her. Done. She's yeah, on your yeah, done yeah, list. We're, yeah. When
1: we were watching the, the these episodes again for our commentaries earlier today, I had the same thought of her being a tech replacement because I was like, yeah, she's she's smart, she's very tech savvy, and she even has goggles. And I was like.
2: Yeah.
1: I was just like staring at her face with the goggles and I was like, oh my God, she could be a tech replacement. And she also kind of resembles, you know, what Omega could be if she just followed orders and kept working for the Empire. Like she is what Omega would be if she just like didn't do anything and kept working for the Kaminoans. And you can kind of see that in Emery, that she has these moments of. Uh, of caring of people, she did it in season two with Crosshair, and she does it in these episodes when she gives Omega back her toy. Like she has moments that kind of show you that there is still hope for her. Yeah, and I really hope we see her kind of make that turn.
0: I, I think I, we will too. Yes, I. I, would
3: I be if she didn't,
2: okay, all
0: right. <laughs> I, I, I think she's going to come around because she does show that she has some warmth in her. Yeah, giving the toy back. I I think that she just has Stockholm syndrome and doesn't know any better. We we were kind of Molly and I discussing if maybe she tried to escape at one point and failed. Because she she always seems understanding when uh when Crosshair tried to escape, and then when Omega and Crosshair were escaping together, she's like, It's not too late. You can just go back to your cell and it'll be better for you.
1: Right. So exactly. maybe
0: she kept trying to escape and got captured and now she's like there's no hope of escaping so i'm just gonna keep my head down and do my job yeah 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 i I
2: really do hope that she joins the batch i think she's going to be a great asset for them so and you need somebody from the inside right who knows the layout knows how to get in possibly Mm -hmm. so that would make it easy for them to go go in and get the clones out and it's gonna be a battle, but you know, they need somebody from the inside to, to work with. It has to be Emery.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. She's I gotta make so.
1: up for she's gotta make up for the fact that she used the term sister so much with with Omega. Like that just made her so villainous to me that that she was using that to get to Omega and to get her to trust her i was like i really don't like that but i i think she can turn it around
0: there's also some moments in season two between her and crosshair or like witnessing hemlock torturing crosshair it specifically cut to Emery, so i i do think they're setting her up to have a turn and to be on the clone side at the end okay. <laughs> it doesn't have to happen you don't have She's, to keep it yeah. over it
1: we could take
3: it or leave it <laughs> exactly. I'd rather Ventress than Emery.
0: Can have both.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna turn the Bad Batch into an actual batch of 12, I mean, why not?
2: <laughs> if we're talking about villains, do you think we'll see Rampart again?
1: No. Mm. Oh yeah, because his voice actor was supposed, like, I saw people talking about the, the person that voiced him was gonna be oh. in this.
2: Oh, really? Oh, okay. In
1: oh. what? the The voice actor for Rampart,
0: uh, I Nashir, I think,
1: because he's kind of in I
0: mean, He he was going to be in he was in this episode or what?
1: No, 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 in the season
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't. He does a lot of voices. Sure. Uh, he's done several characters, and I mean, he's also Bodakuna, in Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So he might pop up to play someone else. Got it. Uh, I, yeah. I'd be fine to see Rampart again, but I also kind of feel like Hemlock is the the mm-hmm. evolution of the Imperial villain that. I don't. I don't need to see Rampart again. Mm. I just assume he's in prison. But maybe they'll throw him in Tantus. <laughs> maybe he'll be Ooh. another person that helps them escape. That'd good be point. yeah, an interesting twist. Yeah.
3: Honestly, I think Rampart's in prison, and that's where he should stay. Yeah,
1: he's well. I don't he's kind of well, a bad guy.
2: He wasn't expecting to go to prison, obviously. So I think he might try to. Maybe cut a deal somehow to try to, you know, not turn against Palpatine because that would be suicidal, (laughs) but at least give them some information in regards to what the Empire plans to do with the clones.
3: Mm.
1: You know,
2: I don't know. He may have that information and it might be valuable to Senator Chuchi if we see her again. You know, I I think that could, he might try to figure out a way to get himself out of prison, you know, like a plea deal.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. S- similar to how Crosshair realized that the Empire doesn't care about him, Rampart is right. dealing with that situ- same situation now, so we might see him have a change of heart.
0: Yeah. yeah,
3: That'll be the day. <laughs> that
1: would be the day.
0: Yeah.
2: Now, Rampart, I wouldn't mind seeing again. Sid, that's another story.
3: I don't want to see <laughs> Sid or Rampart or Emery joining the match.
0: Okay. Uh, oh, I certainly don't think any of them would be joining the batch. Yeah. <laughs> I just Sin. wonder if they'll pop well, up. No,
3: again. I, I mean I don't want to see Rampart or Sin. I definitely don't want to see Ember. You don't want to see. If she's oh, okay. going to be joining. You, you the know batch. what?
0: It's
2: because you don't want anybody replacing Tech. Nope. Well, when I, I said replacing Tech, you know, I maybe that was not the right. Let him
3: rest words. in peace. No, well, <laughs> not,
2: I, maybe I shouldn't have said replace, but maybe you know, be as valuable as. As tech was. He
3: would be turning in his grave right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I am curious if we're going to see uh, Roland and his mother uh, Anissa. I, I wonder if they're going to come oh, back again. The
1: Deveronians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, I bet.
0: That was interesting. We haven't seen Roland since season one. So right. to, to maybe have them come back. And the mother was voiced by Angelica Houston, who's a right. fairly big name. So it'd be weird if they only got her for one scene. Mm-hmm. Good point. And by the way, she was the voice of the Sith mother that's in Street of
1: Reach*. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. How about that? So that's why we, cool. we were walking Hilo earlier, and I was like, I feel like she was also in *Star Wars: Visions*. Yeah. So, so maybe they just had her for *Visions*, and they were like, "Hey, would you also like to just quickly do a voice for *Bad Batch*?" But. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not sure. I said,
1: I said, uh, Roland would love to see Omega again, and then Batcher and
0: was it Ruby? I think so. Yeah, his little his, lizard friend.
1: His little lizard friend. They could like play as pets <laughs> together. That would be so cute. <laughs> Remember that Rancor from the first
3: season?
2: Yes. What was that? Oh Rancor, yeah.
3: Um. Uh. Moochie. Moochie. Yes. Moochie. Yeah.
2: How about that? <laughs>
3: Imagine Moochie and Bats your team up on a mission or something.
2: Like, <laughs> that it you know, be, be funny, helpful. like
3: like the Super Pets, but in Star Wars. Throw <laughs>
1: <Yeah. Aww>, in <laughs> that little reptile.
2: Why not? I could see it would that be Super Pets,
0: yeah.
1: Like if they did, like in the Clone Wars when they would have a, a, all droid episodes, if they had an all yeah. animal creature episode of Bad Batch,
0: that would be, be fun. Like D-Squad, they can do Pet Squad. There you go.
1: yeah.
3: I kind of wish The Bad Batch became the new Clone Wars. Yeah. You know, the Clone Wars was that one show ran for multiple years, and it had so many seasons. You know, it was that one show everyone would watch. It was that one show that was, like, always on, and when it wasn't running, there were reruns. So Mm -hmm. it was was that one show everybody enjoyed watching. I I wish we had that, because now we just get, like, these – eight episode series is this is this is, is, instead of um like these these big animated shows mm-hmm.
0: i'm with you i mean tv has changed so much in our lifetimes and in your lifetime it it changed so fast
1: yeah
0: i was gonna bring i i had this exact same question oh it just popped up uh genie from tahini Asked yeah. if Roland was going to glue his horn back on. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we see it, I hope it's just like duct taped on or
3: something. Well, that'd be funny.
2: <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting that that Pike kept it all this time. You know, yeah. what, was, what was he going to do with it?
0: You know? I guess just a trophy. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I don't know. Maybe melt it down and turn it into a sword.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh. I was very surprised he still had that piece of the that's horn. That's a
3: weird thing to keep around. That's like yeah, keep, exactly. That's like keeping somebody else's fingernail. Like why? <laughs> why would you do that? Why? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah,
2: that that is odd. Hmm. But he's got it back, so you know, <clears throat> take it to surgeon and build put it back to the way it was. <laughs> I don't
3: know if you need a surgeon for that. I'm pretty sure it's like Caravan. You know, you don't feel when you cut your fingernails. So, I'm sure it's like that. You could just
0: I think he felt it when they cut it off. Oh. You know,
3: yeah. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look like there were any veins yeah. there though.
2: No, so, no, nothing like that, but I just uh, I don't think you I'm sure that that was traumatic it. to just have, you know, like a piece of you cut off, even though it's not something that might have been you know, life threatening, but it
3: doesn't you know, seem that bad.
2: Well, it, it, I think he was shocked when it happened. You know,
1: mm-hmm. he uh, said, Oh,
2: yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I think he's happy to be reunited with that piece of his horn.
1: Uh, yeah.
3: He's happy to be reunited <laughs> with the piece of his head. You
0: know, there you go. <laughs> well, we're uh, coming up on 7 p.m., and I know uh, you two are doing your own after show in oh? like 45 minutes, right? That is true. Yes, we are going to do our spoiler review. Um, so, yes, if anyone. Yes, right. You knew
2: this. So if anyone uh, is listening or, or watching
0: us, you know, yeah, absolutely. Come and join us. There's uh, links in the description to your channel, to your Twitter, to your website. But uh, is there anything else you'd want to plug for to let people know where to find you?
3: um. Well, you know, all those things we recently did a review on Madame web Please watch that. It's better I, I kind
0: of want to go see what I'm you gonna to go say. watch yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it's
3: not up yet, but um, it it's will be uploading yeah. soon. Mm-hmm. And we also recently did an interview with the Disney Imagineer Landy Smoot, just got inducted into the International uh, Adventures Hall of Fame. So, yeah. Yeah. oh, cool, it's international, it's national, um, right.
2: The national Inventors. so he's been working uh for disney 25 years 25 years so he's been actually 25 years uh, an engineer years. for 45 years uh, he grew up in brooklyn graduated from columbia university and he was working for bell labs at the yeah. time and he was recruited by disney to work in their Imagineering department so he's been doing that ever since he has over 106 patents of designs and and uh, Designs that he's done for Disney over the years. So, um, so he put his stamp all over the parks, the resorts, the cruises. So we were very excited to speak with him. And yes, yeah, so he will be inducted. There'll be a ceremony in May in Virginia. So, yeah, we should go. Yeah, so well, that's awesome. You have to be invited. <laughs> but, yeah, so we'll uh, yeah. So that'll be dropping in the next day or so. So we're looking forward to that. That that, that was a very exciting interview.
0: Cool. Well, great. Well, everyone, go check out Father Son Galaxy if you haven't already. Again, links in the description. Kevin is giving up applause for both of you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> nice. you so much.
2: Always a pleasure. Call yeah. Thank you so much come. for yeah. coming
0: back on our our. This might be our last first episode of the Clone Zone. Yes. I don't know. If oh
1: know.
0: yeah. <laughs> wow. For, for this season, <laughs> but uh, thank you all. Uh, thank both of you for joining us. Uh, have a great rest of your night and a great show. All
2: right. You too.
0: Uh, We'll see you soon. I'm sure. Yes. May the force be be with you, Keith. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right. (laughs) Take care, everyone. Thanks,
1: guys. All right.
0: All right. We're going to dive into your questions in just a second, uh, but we are going to take a quick one minute break uh, because today's stream is sponsored. I'm going to go grab some water and we'll be back in one minute. One in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's convenient courses teach you real-life conversation skills in different languages so it's easy to learn how to order food, ask for directions, and more without having to consult an app while on vacation. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Star Wars. Get 50% off at babbel.com slash Star Wars spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Star Wars. Rules and restrictions may apply. I made it. Proud of you. Thank you. Well, let's dive into some questions about this episode. Our first one here is from Cassia Apidip. I loved these episodes. The Slither Vines reminded me a lot of the Drin Gear. Imperial experiments on the Drin Gear, maybe. That's my new headcanon for sure.
1: Ooh. I don't so know if they reminded me of the Drin Gear, but I mean they were like plant monsters, I guess. They're,
0: they're carnivorous plants. So yeah. th- there is a connection there. It, it I could saw have a been yeah, people... some sort of like combining Drin DNA with Dianoga or Sarlac DNA or something.
1: I feel like if the Drengear has have been around since the High Republic, we would have seen something like them by this point, but maybe not.
0: Well, and actually, it's that's funny. Our very next question is from William Crisp, who says the same thing. Do you think the Creeper Vines were a budget attempt at recreating the Dringear? Because that's all I could think of during the episode. I so as far as the Drin Gear are concerned, the last we saw them, they the Jedi put like their great progenitor in stasis, then put that on Starlight Beacon, and then Starlight Beacon fell into the ocean. So I don't know what happened to the great progenitor, if all the other Drin Gear came out of Stasis or what. But I, I feel like they've been dormant since the high republic time mm. but it wouldn't surprise me at all if sidious knew about them and wanted to try to recreate something like that
1: yeah i i saw a lot of people comparing it to something called the flood which i brought up several times but i had to google that because i was like what flood in star wars are they talking about but it's from halo and i when i googled them the little creatures like looked very similar
0: i was like oh mm-hmm. yeah that that definitely gave me flashbacks i don't know that i realized it was the flood that was coming back to my memory but those levels of halo where the flood first appear were uh rough they're terrifying yeah. so those little like skitter i'll call them skitter vines instead of slither vines <laughs> those, the, oh, those the little ones were. Uh-huh.
1: we were just like oh my god it's just legs and teeth it's just legs and teeth <laughs> i don't like it i don't like it yeah that was creepy <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Power Rangers Explained has the next super chat. Busy day today. Bad Batch premiere WWE 2K24 roster reveal. Danger Force series finale. Loved the three episodes. Can't wait for next week.
0: It's, it's a busy just week in general because not only was the Bad Batch today. And yeah, it's three episodes. Uh, some more episodes of Love is Blind have unlocked. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that watch is that. my
1: that is my little <laughs> treat. For the end of today, the, uh, I've loved covering Bad Batch. I've loved talking about it all day long.
0: But we need my, some garbage. We need some junk food.
1: My little our... treat at the end of this day is going to be watching Love is Blind.
0: <laughs> and then tomorrow is Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. Which, which you we're... will not
1: be here to watch with me. So yeah, I'm going to
0: be gone for the weekend. So you're not allowed to watch it without me. You can if you want to. But then you have to watch it again when I get home. All right, deal. But yeah, there's a lot going on this week.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Tin Man, thank you for the next super chat. Saw the premiere at Lucasfilm's theater yesterday afternoon. So glad the show is back. Crosshair better be one of those dads who did not want pets. <laughs> <laughs> one of those dog dads. Um, I, I'm jealous that you saw it at the theater. Uh, we we were invited to that, but to to fly out to san francisco for one day <laughs> that, <laughs> Would have been yeah expensive and yeah also... they've
1: been, they've invited us to those a couple of times and it's it's always unfortunate if we have to say no but it is a pretty pricey trip out there so we one of these days we'll we'll make it happen and we'll we'll have it be like a whole vacation
0: i i saw pictures from it it looked great it looked like fun uh jennifer corbett tweeted pictures from it and just said how awesome it was to get to watch it with fans. Um, but yeah, with, with so much other stuff going on this week, uh, I'm, like I'm going out of town this week and uh, it would have been a lot to have to do that too.
1: Uh, I am going to go run to the restroom real quick and I'll
0: okay. Pick. Well, Lord Hosk has the next question. Thank you. Lord Hosk is the secret to M count transfers turtles. We'll have to wait and see. We need to find some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They got to get some ooze into that uh, blood circle thingy. That's the secret, I think. Is is uh, hold on. That's the secret, I think. Is just turn M count is actually it's not Metachlorians, it's mutant count. Cindy K, thank you for the next question. Love how Tech made Omega memorize all the plans and Crosshair's, uh, Crosshairs, of course he did. Tech would be proud that that training helped him escape. Did Omega tell Crosshair all the things, Tech, Sid, and Hemlock? I assume so. Crosshairs sigh and that, of course he did. To me, that that's like fondly remembering his brother and... You know, Omega's been there. I counted at least 150 hash marks on Omega's wall. So they've been together for five months. Omega seems like she got down there to talk to Crosshair once a day or so. I would be surprised if she kept that from him. So I think Crosshair knows the whole story, or at least what he needs to know. Which is sad. And part of me wants to be a fly on the wall for that conversation and see crosshair experience that but also we've experienced it like that's enough sadness this episode was already sad enough (laughs) Uh, ice thank you for the next two questions uh these three episodes really hit the ground running loved them all and the way they built off each other catching us up with everyone awesome start Episode one was a slow burn, but it was a damn good one. I like that we spent a whole episode on Tantus, I guess two whole episodes, which after being teased with it for most of season two feels so rewarding. Uh, Couldn't agree more on that. I was relieved that we jumped straight into Mount Tantus. I was afraid that it was going to be, you know, a long wait to catch up with Omega and Crosshair the way that. We only saw Tantus at the very end of season one and then we didn't see it again until the midway point of season two. So just diving right into it, like this being a focal point of the season, uh, I'm really happy about. And I also said, seeing how much time has passed, Omega and her daily routine changes. It was rough. I literally yelled, dang, that was so depressing after the credits. The, the first episode agreed. Just the way they they went through that monotony with the dripping water, like we talked about. It, it was a tense episode. It did feel, uh, I don't know, it's not something you expect to see from Star Wars animation as, as hard as they went, as intense as they went. They certainly did that sometimes in the Clone Wars, but uh, it, it wasn't how I expected the season to start, but I liked it a lot. Uh, Mr. Shu, thank you for the next uh, super chat. I'm just hoping Cody gets something to do. Me too. I really hope we see Cody again. Uh, We know that we're going to see Rex and Wolf because they were both in the trailer. But uh, no word on Cody yet. So I kind of feel like this season as the final season is going to wrap everyone back into the story if they can. I'm back. I was yeah, I was giving you a chance to talk. Oh. <laughs> I can see I, that.
1: I also hope we see Cody again. He's he's just one of those big name clones that I feel like we would be robbed if we didn't see one last bit of him in
0: a show like this. I I figure, I mean, he knew Rex, so he would probably find his way into Rex's network or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kashyyyk2012 thank you for the next one I want the D-Squad to show up this season hell yeah let's get the D-Squad in here
0: uh, if you haven't read their comic they recently had a four issue miniseries that takes place at, it's only some of the classic D-Squad I think three original members but uh, it, it would be the craziest surprise if Mieber Gascon showed up <laughs> in the bad batch i would love it <laughs> yeah i i'd be down i think a lot of star wars fans would be like really that guy but george lucas would be cheering from his couch like <laughs> he he loves <laughs> the d squad arc <laughs> let's do it for george do it for george ice thank you for the next super chats Uh, Batcher was the one bit of happiness Omega could find in her situation and I loved the arc with her in episodes one and three. That moment with her howling and Omega knowing that she was okay was so sweet. Yeah, I was terrified that the howling was not good (laughs) the way that it was set up, like Hemlock being like you just let a domesticated hound out into the wild and the way the rest of the episode went I was afraid for the worst but I love that they showed her howling on the crashed ship and that that all came back.
1: Yeah. It, yeah, the way that Hemlock talked about it and then we cut right to Omega back in, in her cell or whatever. It, it did make it seem like if we heard any howling, it would be her like getting attacked or something. They or... probably
0: want us wanted us to think that for a second but yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that wasn't the case.
1: It was just like a little... It was like a good moment to be like, she'll be back. We'll see her again. Remember this crushed thing? We'll see this again, too.
0: It, yeah, it's nice to show that that's kind of her territory as well. So mm-hmm. it's not so outlandish that she happens to find them again.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, Ice also said, I have to say I didn't expect to see Roland again. I thought he'd come back in season two, and when that didn't happen, I was like, okay, guess he was a one-off. Reminds me so much of the pergolan Rebels. You never know what'll come back. They went, oh, you called that filler? Well, how do you like this? <laughs> the the Roland yeah. thing so far, I feel like there's more to it than just this episode, because they they didn't need to know Roland before this. It definitely connected back to that first episode, but like... They could have had them working for just any random mercenaries. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, I don't feel like Roland Durand is instrumental to the end game the same way that the Pergil were in Star Wars Rebels. But I am glad that they brought him back for at least a little something.
1: Yeah, he he could be representing another uh, just another way that characters go back to what they know or all they know to do. I don't know what his job is there exactly, (laughs) uh, but it it kind of seemed like- son of leader? Yeah, it kind of seemed like he didn't love doing that. So maybe he'll hear about the Bad Batch and the clones uprising or whatever is gonna go on the rest of the season. And he'd be like, you know, mom, (laughs) get off your throne and let's go do something worthwhile.
0: That's that's my hope is that this episode was a reminder that they exist and that maybe later on they will be a little more substantial in their help, because mm-hmm. really all they did was give them outdated information.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: which is good. They, they still got to go help some regs. I'm glad that happened.
1: Yeah. We didn't talk much about that planet, but the Imperial facility that was there, we both. Talked about how it kind of reminded us of that scene in Andor, where they show the uh, the re- the remains of something the Empire was working on on Kanari and
0: oh that was Republic back back then
1: or yeah yeah yeah
0: which it, uh, the the timeline got all mixed up in my head because for a second between that shot and then having children attack them in the woods I was like are we on Kanari right now <laughs> and then I was like wait no that was <laughs> Yeah. Way earlier.
1: Just, uh, there were a lot of times where these first three episodes reminded me of Andor, and I really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
1: Triple Zero Tragic Solitude. Thanks for the next super chat. Omega slash Crosshair's escape might be what leads Hemlock's assassin slash the Empire to Pabu. And Daniel Logan as the leader kid reg makes me hope for Boba. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. Daniel Logan was the voice of the older kid of the three mocks cadets. Yeah. So I didn't think about Boba Fett until you brought it up earlier today when we were doing our commentary, but I was like, yeah, why would they get him there? If they weren't going to maybe throw some Boba Fett in there.
0: Yeah. That that's definitely something people have been hoping for to get. I mean, it's a story about all clone kind, which does include Boba Fett. I don't, necessarily think he's going to straight up assault Mount Tantus and attack the Empire, but it would be kind of odd if we didn't see him at all, especially his connection to Omega and everything.
1: And he's got connections with Ventress, too. So if if he were to show up alongside Ventress, that would be amazing.
0: Yeah, I definitely think there's a chance. And they're like, hey, while we have Daniel Logan here, let's (laughs) Make one of the regs a little bit older for him.
1: Mm-hmm. I like, and that. then the the escape might lead might be what leads Hemlock's assassin slash the Empire to Pabu. Not looking forward to that. Especially, <laughs> I'm still like mad
0: at you for pointing it out.
1: When Hunter is telling these kids about the island that they'll be safe on, I was like, uh, safe for how long? Like really? Because I, I
0: watched the trailer.
1: <laughs> yeah. I... Something's gonna lead them there and it's gonna be devastating.
0: Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that. Those but those poor kids, they just can't find some place to hang out.
1: They I mean safe. They deserve some some downtime. It was so cute to see Hunter talking to them and being like, Well, you're not soldiers, and that's okay. Because you know, they all had to go through that. Like, what am I if I'm not a soldier? Mm-hmm. So to see Hunter telling that to the younger regs was really nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, John Barry, thanks for the next super chat. The Empire needs to redestroy destroy that base with those sl- <laughs> sliver vines uh, and other creepy creatures. But this time with the Death Star, a justified use of it. <laughs> yeah, like if there's a planet full of cockroaches, <laughs> it just needs to be dealt with.
1: Well, <laughs> that's just the the Slithervine planet now and the kids said they're not uh, what did they say they're they're not violent if they're not provoked Mm. so they they
0: said don't shoot it because it makes them hostile but like it was already kind of going after Wrecker just because he nudged it
1: he said don't touch
0: the vines yeah and then Wrecker touched the vine and then he (laughs) said watch where you step and then Wrecker tripped (laughs) That that's something else I kind of regret uh, not drawing. I'm I'm happy with what I did draw, but wrecker with Gonki on his back, uh, that's a great image.
1: That that was hilarious. We were like, "Come on, man!" You kept saying that it made sense that Gonki was being carried upside down, but I just kept thinking, much like blood rushing to someone's head, all of his cables are going to get all bunched up at the top of his.
0: All those cables dome. and battery power. Yeah. Uh Ming Peng, thank you for the super sticker. I can't bring it up on StreamYard, but it says, hey you. Hey <laughs> In the you. Chat. Thanks, Ming yeah, Peng. Thank you. Uh
1: Zerell I. Thank you for the super chat. I know I know a lot are not happy with Sid, but I'm very curious about her. I really think she wants to change combo with Malegi, I can surprise you, plus her good ex, ex, experiences. Ex, experiences with Omega. But realistically, it's hard to break bad habits. Yeah, I, I feel like they gave her, they gave Sid so many chances to be good. And the fact that she never really took them, I did think was a good learning experience for Omega to to show her that sometimes people don't change for the better. And sometimes they double down on bad stuff. And I think that's still a good lesson to teach a child, but you never know. She could come, come through with something before the show's over.
0: I certainly think it's possible that that could be Sid's lesson for the show, but I, the, what uh, Zerollins brought up with Malegi, that whole episode, that's another kind of, you know, people said it was filler. And I'm like, I don't think so. It's focused on Sid and we haven't seen payoff from that yet. So I think Sid is going to come back into the show at some point. Yeah. But
1: whether or not she winds
0: up. Yeah. Go ahead. Whether or not she winds up on the Bad Batch's side, that remains to be seen. But I also, I agree with Zerollins. I'm hoping that she changes for the better.
1: I think it would be weird if she just never showed up again. But
0: we'll see. Uh, Ice, thank you for another batch <laughs> of super chats. See what I did there? Didn't even mean to. <laughs> a good batch. <laughs> uh, maybe I just have High Republic on the brain, but those slither vines gave some heavy gear vibes. Seeing the cadets was also a surprise I enjoyed. Reading the phase one comics, I wondered how the Gear would look if that story were an animated show. Guess I have my answer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrifying. I'd, I don't think they were Gear, but like I wouldn't be surprised if I, I think that's fine headcanon to be like, yeah, there's Gear DNA in there. Mm. Carnivorous plants are definitely something like that's a connection for sure.
1: Were I, I know like technically all living things are connected to the forest, but were the Gear like. Force-sensitive at all? Did they just eat meat?
0: <laughs> That's kind of what they were obsessed with. But yeah, they're very much dark side connected creatures.
1: Okay. I mean, that could also make sense for, for Palpatine wanting to do weird experiments like the Zillow Beast and things that are Force-related. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, and I said I figured Palpatine would appear in episode three. The title was not at all subtle. Ian is chilling as always. And I think we all know what's in those vats in the red lit room. Really loved mm. that design, by the way. It, it, it was wild seeing like the, the Sith lines and the runes on the floor in Mount Tantis. And like I it, didn't even
1: it, notice the Sith runes until you pointed them out today.
0: It's so cool. Like this this science station that then you go in there and there's also sith magic or something like i don't know what they're doing but you know dark science cloning secrets only the sith knew (laughs) it's all coming (laughs) together
1: yeah creepy yeah you were like show us what's in there just turn the camera
0: around like we all know we all know what's in there right like i'm not 90 percent sure well
1: it's it could be either because are there clone bodies in there are they trying to make a force sensitive clone version of palpatine or is it a palpatine clone does that make sense like <laughs> like the jango fett clone model is it one of them or is it a new model that looks like palpatine mm-hmm. and if so right. what version of palpatine like ugly wrinkly palpatine
0: yeah, you or got all these young palpatine yeah when we look into that vat is it going to be a palpatine that everyone would instantly recognize is he going to be old and wrinkly and pruney or will it be Probably young palpatine
1: not. that would and
0: if it if it's young palpatine then how would we know for sure that it's palpatine
1: <laughs> yeah it, there's so many questions and smooth then you were like palp. is he going to be in yeah. a back
0: to diaper will he be wearing the robe like what's he gonna look like
1: smooth help smooth <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, could it be a hot Palpatine? I mean... Uh, oh, no.
0: Stupid, sexy Sheev. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, like maybe it's better that they don't show us and that they leave it all to the imagination because it's like, it has to be. that They're trying to clone Palpatine, whether or not, yeah, it could be Django DNA. It, mm-hmm. I think they're just trying to create a vessel for Palpatine to put his spirit into. If the worst were to happen, I hate that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what I think the ultimate goal is. I don't think he really cares if it looks just like him. That's probably his preference, but he's like, eh, that's not a priority,
1: yeah. I don't know if I would want a younger, hotter version of me running around the galaxy to take all my glory.
0: Well, they wouldn't let it loose, like just to <laughs> run around. <laughs> It's just supposed to be there in stasis until Palpatine needs it. Still. (laughs) (laughs) Too scary.
1: (laughs) Too scary. Hate it. Uh, Hi, Kelly Knox. Papa Palpatine. Papa Palpatine. Papa Palpatine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy.
0: Everyone watching the Clone Zone, look out for... I will look up the exact date, but as long as Kelly can still make it, the plan is for episodes 10 and 11. Uh, Kelly's going to join us for the after show because Yay. that happens to coincide with the release of Star Wars Dad Jokes by Kelly Nuts. <laughs> Had it at the ready, too. I do. <laughs> Heckin' <Awesome. and> yes. <laughs> cool. Uh, does the dog diet... Uh, great name. Oops. <laughs> Thanks for the super chat. Omega is denied the straw toy by Emery, like Sam is denied the robot toy by Henry in The Last of Us. Childhood denied for survival's sake in a dangerous world.
1: Mm. But they're not trying to survive really.
0: Yeah, I think it was she was just saying no personal items, which
1: That's just what the empire does. They take yeah. they strip you down and take away everything that makes you you. And they make you one of them. And just like one of many.
0: Which I I think that Emery may have gone through all that. Like I assume she had the enhanced aging. Like most of the other clones. So it probably happened a lot faster for her. But I wonder if mm-hmm. she had personal items. And the Empire kept taking them away. Or the, the Kaminoans or whoever. And so... Now that's her impulse to do that to Omega. But then at the end, she's like, "I remember how that felt, and I'm gonna give the straw doll back.
1: Yeah. The more I think about all of Emery's stuff, the more i'm I think that it's just she's meant to be an example of what Omega could have been if she just, yeah, put her head down and soldiered on to just be a, a scientific assistant for the Empire. Mm. but I I want to see her make the turn for the better and, and help them. I don't know if she'll join the Bad Badge, but I that would be awesome if she did.
0: I think she will. <laughs> uh,
1: Bradley Convoy, thank you for the next Super Chat. Where is AZ-3? We need him back with Omega. <laughs> Where is AZ? He... We saw... Yeah, he was- an A- his same type of droid, I think, in one of these episodes.
0: I think. Well, the last time we saw AZ three, uh, I I should really memorize his whole <laughs> string of numbers. But uh, he he left Ord mantel on the Havoc Marauder. He was with the rest of the batch when they escaped. So I I guess they dropped him off somewhere. I I doubt they just like dumped him somewhere they probably kept him around if they still base themselves on Pabu maybe they dropped him there
1: Mm, yeah
0: but I I don't think he's gone I hope he's not gone
1: (laughs) I don't think he is
0: Nice. Thanks for another super chat. Very reminiscent of the ruins found on Malachor. And someone pointed out that the pattern at the door resembles part of the Sith Inter- Sith eternal insignia. That's a, I, 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 do think that project necromancer just has to be Palpatine and Exegol and all that, except for now, they're trying to do it on Tantus and then that falls apart. So then they have to move their facilities to Exegol, <laughs> which just, it's not as good.
1: Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to get to, but yeah. I guess that's the point.
0: <laughs> it's hilarious that right after the Emperor leaves, they get a breakthrough and the facility's integrity is compromised. Omega and Crosshair's escape. That I, yeah. I, I like to imagine that Scorch knew the whole time, like he was getting chatter in his helmet and his eyes were just huge. And he's like, I'm not going to say a word until Palpatine is on that <laughs> shuttle and flying away hmm <laughs> and and that's a smart move i think that's for the best
1: one of my favorite moments in these but all three of these episodes is when omega and crosshair are escaping and crosshair is like the emperor is here and she's like i didn't know
0: yeah it's like i asked emery three times and she wouldn't <laughs> tell me who was here
1: <laughs> no one tells me anything <laughs> <laughs> nala Se can't spit it out what she needs to say she can't talk fast enough to to get out what she needs to warn me about that was my
0: favorite thing that (laughs) when nala says like omega you (laughs) must escape (laughs) you started yelling at the screen like girl talk faster
1: we got places to be
0: she's gotta go
1: Uh, darth nicholas thanks for the next one what a fantastic start no doubt the best opening episodes of any bad batch season what are the chances joris sabayath is hiding in plain sight on tantus and could make his canon debut this season wouldn't that be a left turn (laughs) out of nowhere
0: uh i'm gonna go with like five percent i think the chances are pretty low
1: very low i think i agree
0: I'm trying to think of, like, if he if he was just one of the TK troopers. <laughs> and he off takes his off
1: his helmet and he's like, surprise, it's me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think Sabaoth is going to pop up in this. It'd be interesting if they ever just said his name somewhere. Just make him a canon character, like, as part of the Jedi Order. Maybe not necessarily Jor-Rus Sabaoth, but Joris but i i don't think it's going to happen in the bad batch. Yeah. Ice, thank you for another one. I think Himlock is going to have a hard time landing that promotion he wants, and the fact that he's bold enough to ask Emperor Palpatine for a promotion, got to give him credit. Most wouldn't be so brave. That's true. It does seem like the two of them, you know, i think Himlock knows that Palpatine needs him. Or at least that's what Himlock thinks. Because that that was Rampart as well, and Crosshair, and people who think that they're so important to the Empire and the Emperor. It'll be interesting to see if that all blows up in Hemlock's face at some point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To be like, you're not the only weirdo scientist in the galaxy.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it, you pointed out that Hemlock was trying to... Trying to impress Palpatine by like talking about the other facilities on Mount Tantis And Palpatine was like, one thing at a time, kid.
0: Don't care. This don't is, care.
1: This is what I'm here for.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> the Zillow Beast is nice, but I'd rather see my weirdo clones.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Another super chat from Dark Nicholas. I don't know about you, but I was absolutely ecstatic to hear Daniel Logan in Star Wars animation again after 10 plus years voicing mocks. The other cadets were voiced by fellow Kiwi, Julian Dennison.
0: That's, that's his name that he played uh, the kid in hunt for the wilder people. He was in Deadpool two. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, the first regs that spoke, I didn't know it was Julian Dennison, but I was like, that's not Daniel Logan. But when they got to the older one, there was like one line where I was like, oh, that's totally Daniel Logan.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then Darth Nicholas also says, I'm also intrigued by Emery Carr and can't wait to see how her arc unfolds this season. Yeah, we talked about her quite a bit. Um, Any other thoughts on her character turn? No,
0: I I just think that she's going to come around. They're showing enough warmth in her and they cut to her enough times Mm -hmm. when bad things are happening and she doesn't look happy about it that. I think she's going to come out of this on the right side. Uh, I wanted to bring this one up from Zerolins. Any characters from previous seasons you'd like to see? I myself really want to see the thief back. The The ship thief? Maybe maybe from season two? I'm not sure which oh, thief yeah. you mean. But... Uh, uh,
1: I want to see Gungi back again. I don't know if we will, but
0: yeah, I mean, I, I would welcome Gunji again. I I still have to. It's Gunji, right?
1: I don't know because I I'm... always
0: called him Gungie and then people yelled at me.
1: Gunji, Gunji.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Whichever.
1: Uh, if if we're not saying Gunji, I'm saying Tech, but that's
0: <laughs> um, I, I do want to see the kids that Omega met in season two, the the ship thief. They, you know, took their little mind back from that terrible person. Uh, oh, hair is a good one. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hauser. Hauser. I want to see that hot clone again. <laughs> Why is he so hot? <laughs> I don't know. It de- it defies all logic, but he's the hot clone and we all know it.
1: You didn't get. Did you get a chance to ask D. Bradley <laughs> Baker about that?
0: No. So uh, if people have we joked him, about that, I think yesterday. <laughs> I put out the the roundtable interview that I was on with D. Bradley Baker. And sometimes you get a chance to ask two questions. So my second question was going to be, how do you feel about the fact that Hauser is just known across the fandom as the hot clone?
1: <laughs> Amaranth says it's the undercut.
0: Mm.
1: I, I'll it is that. the
0: hair. I, I think it is the hair. And the scar.
1: There's a reason why I wanted an Undercut, and it took me so long to get rid of it. (laughs) You got to really commit to those.
0: Uh, Lord Hosk, thanks for the next super chat. Are the M counts keeping you from something? (laughs) Oh, Uh, no, this is all we have left to do tonight, except for cook dinner. Well, okay, I say that. We have to cook dinner. I have to pack. Uh, I think that's it. You have to watch Love is Blind. Gotta watch
1: Love is Blind. So Rollins, Uh, I
0: agree. I'm also scared about Hauser. Like, I want to see him back. uh, But, you know, anyone that comes into the story is now in danger. For now, I can just imagine he's happily ever after. But yeah, since we saw him with Rex and his crew in season two, I think he'll be back.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Uh, Power Rangers Explained has another super chat. Is the scientist and Mando young enough to be Emory and Hemlock's kid? Ooh, that would be a cool connection. Dr. Pershing? eh.
0: I I don't think so. Because Pershing had a story about his mom and, like, why he got into cloning and stuff. He might be young enough, because that's, like, 30 years later. But I don't think he's related to clones and scientists, I think he is he got into science for his own reasons.
1: Sure. <clears throat> I the the temptation to see who is whose kid or mom or father <laughs> is is it's too high in Star Wars.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think him is connected to anyone else that we know already. It would be interesting if he had a connection to Mount Tantus, I guess, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pershing ain't no Nepo, baby. (laughs) Well, I think we are going to start wrapping it up for tonight because uh, I do have, I have to pack. I'm I'm going on a trip tomorrow. I'm also feeling a little sick and I just want to rest up (laughs) and make sure it doesn't get worse. I think it's just allergies, but, uh, We're going to wrap up. Unfortunately, there's not going to be a Lego stream tomorrow. Um, But everything else will be business as usual. And we'll be back next week for the Clone Zone episode, season three, episode four. And that's going to be with Star Wars Thrifting. That's our guest for next week.
1: So excited.
0: So, well, okay, we've got... (laughs) One one more here that will answer. Thanks so much, Darth Nicholas, for all the channel support. I'm equally interested in seeing how much development Scorch receives this season. It's still jarring seeing him go from a comic relief character in Repcom to epitomizing the cold, militaristic nature of the clone commandos. I mean, I kind of think that that's the point, mm-hmm. is to, to, to maybe show that the clone commandos are under some extra control or something. But... Mm-hmm. Really, I think they just wanted a a singular clone that, like, the the normal fans could point out and be like, oh, it's that one with the yellow armor.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't don't know if we're going to get much more for for Scorch. I hope for everyone else's sake that we might, but I don't know.
0: I, I wouldn't mind more exploration into what's going on with the commandos and why they specifically are, like, extra hard-ass, but <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> Why are you such a hard-ass, Scorch? Give me a break.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> This wasn't Scorch that it happened to, but I love that one clone commando that uh, Crosshair knocks out, and the lights flicker and go out, just to, just so you know, <laughs> he's yeah. unconscious.
1: Visually, suppose, that is that was an excellent touch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but that's going to be it for us tonight. Thank you, Again, to Keith and Kerwin from Father Son Galaxy. Actually, now that I think about it, they are just about to go live in four minutes. So everyone go keep watching uh, some Bad Batch breakdowns over there.
1: I'm going to go. He said it wasn't up yet, but I can't wait for their Madam Web review. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because Keith had thoughts about Madam Web. That was funny. That I also want to hear.
0: I'm actually able to redirect this stream over to them. So while,
1: while you do that, I'm, I'm going to read this last super chat from Esteban okay. Benitez. Thank you so much. Eight out of 10 grown when reference to sequels made. Omega, not for sensitive. She accepts Palp's M count like Grievous rejects Siphodeus's M count.
0: Okay, I think I well, first of all, the sequels exist, get over it, stop groaning. Second of all, she accepts so in Legends, Grievous uh they tried to like transplant Cyphodius' blood into him to make him force sensitive and it didn't work. Hmm. So it's like Omega is just kind of like an accepting donor of Metaclorans. Yeah. i guess
1: yeah i I agree with some other people in here weird flex but okay
0: (laughs) just gotta get your whining in don't you (laughs) (laughs) all right
1: (laughs) let's let's go uh cook some dinner do you have the redirect set up
0: yeah all
1: right cool well thank you so much everybody for for joining us again like you said thank you to keith and kerwin go check them out at father and son galaxy all the links are down below and I'm excited to have this back in our lives. Our Wednesday night streams are back. And yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm excited too. It's it's been what four months, I think, since Ahsoka ended. Four or mm-hmm. five. It's I, I feel like we're out of out of practice doing this, but I'm excited to do it some more.
1: We've been, we've been like adjusting so much of our filming stuff like we've been messing around so much with the q a's and just changing everything so this feels like something that we haven't done in a while but i'm settling back into it
0: yeah <laughs>
1: i was prepared to do like a four-hour stream tonight but i'm glad we're not doing it because we have love is blind to watch
0: <laughs> well, everyone have a great night may the force be with you and go say hey to keith and Kerwin again <laughs> see y'all later